Explicity Cast from Explicity. What is love? Tis not hereafter. Present mirth, that's present laughter. What's to come is still unsure. In delay, there lies no plenty. Then come kiss me, sweet and twenty. Youth's stuff will not endure. That was Tuffy. Now, Tuffy said that we didn't have to mention his whole name on the show. Hey, but let's. It's Tuffy Tarapurwala. Well, more formally, Darius Tarapurwala. Now, Tuffy has led a most interesting life. First, he went to Dune School, which, as everyone knows, is the school for successful parents. Then he studied to become an electronics engineer from the University of Manchester in England. When he graduated that, he came back to Bangalore and became a farmer, milking cows and growing mushrooms, the sort of mushrooms that you wouldn't mind giving your grandmother for lunch. And then, during his salad days of milk and mushrooms, the government annexed his farm. They did this to make way for the uh, Banagata National Park, where they house tigers and other wildlife. All in all, a worthy enterprise, you might say. But the better result was that it sent Tuffy directly to the famous Koshi's Cafe in Bangalore. And Tuffy says that he has spent, since 1969, sitting in Koshi's Cafe. While the world happened around him, Tuffy received a phone call from his childhood friend, the famous Pronoy Roy, who had just started a television station, NDTV, and Tuffy found himself anchor of a very popular news show called The World This Week. And then Roy asked Tuffy if he would open the four southern bureaus of NDTV, which Tuffy did. And for the next 25 years... Tuffy found himself in the role of what you might call a newsman. But what made Tuffy really famous was theatre. Tuffy, to coin a cliché, is one you might call a consummate actor. He has held Bangalore in his thrall for many years with many memorable performances, two of which I have had the privilege to attend. One was Amadeus, where Tuffy played the role of uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, and the other was M. Butterfly, where Tuffy played that French diplomat in that bizarre story of how he fell in love and courted a Chinese woman, or so he thought, until many, many years later he found out that it was a Chinese dude. Really big scandal. When I invited Tuffy to be on this show, The Literary City, his immediate response was, oh, I'm not literary. Tuffy is self-effacing to the point of self-erasing. He claims he knows nothing. He doesn't grow mushrooms. He doesn't have a dairy farm. He doesn't read books. But surely theater people are literary. So let me ask him, Tuffy, if I was to say that you're a literary person, I would be... Absolutely wrong. Hmm, I thought you might say that. You know, uh, you call me a literary person, which is untrue, because... uh, I come from a boarding school called the Dune School, and they call us Dosco Duffers. <laughs> so that that sums up my entire literary expertise. <laughs> Funny, but untrue. All right, Tuffy, I'll humor you. Let's continue to stay in this lane of modesty <laughs> in which you swim. So 
Let me ask you this question then. When this clip opened, you recited Twelfth Night from Shakespeare, and you knew what you were doing. What were you doing? Just phonetics? I don't, uh, I, I don't understand Shakespeare at all. I don't understand the language. It's just that I happen to remember this, these lines from Twelfth Night because we did it in English class in school. Wow. I'll notch one yeah. up for Doon School. Now, we never did Twelfth Night in my school. <laughs> yeah, well, Twelfth Night, and then As You Like It as well. But I don't remember anything. Of course you don't remember anything. We believe you. But I will soldier on to talking about words in theatre. As a stage actor, you have frequently been called upon to handle some rather complex scripts. Two of those I mentioned in the intro, Amadeus and M. Butterfly, both verbally complex roles. And you handle them mm -hmm. admirably, I'll say. Which brings me to my question. You say you were acting. So when does acting stop and meaning begin? Were you faking the literary? Well, the, the parts I play are the parts I play. That's not me. Those are the characters I play. So you can call the characters literary, but not me. And here I thought that the great Shakespearean actors were all literary. So what, were they just acting? No, no, I wouldn't insult them by saying that. I'm sure they are literary. I'm just an awkward, uh, I'm just an awkward theater person because I'm totally untrained. I just do it by instinct. So that's not really literary, but I love to get into characters. Uh, you know, for me, acting is just like dreaming of being a superhero or a lover or, a, or whatever, or a demon. Or it's, I just like getting into different characters that are not me. That, very nicely said. All right. Now, tell me about books. What are you reading right now? Uh, now, that's a tough question because the last time I read a book was a few years ago. Huh. But I'm reading one now. It's called The Hundred-Year-Old Man Who Jumped Out of the Window and Disappeared. Right. And it's about a, uh, an old man in an old-age home who decided on his birthday uh, to just jump out of the window and go and have an adventure. Huh. So that's the sort of light reading I like, but nothing very literary. Wait a minute. I think I know that book. Wasn't it written by that Scandinavian author, let me hazard this, Jonas Jonasson? I think it translates to Jonas Son of Jonas, such imaginative names, I'll say. I wouldn't say the book is not literary. I, yeah, well, I, it's a translation from the Swedish author. So I guess, yeah, it, it is literary. There you go. Gotcha. <laughs> but, you told me that you're not a theater person. Why? Because theater people live and breathe theater. They train in theater. They do workshops in theater, which I've never done. For me, it's just uh, I need a script and a director, and then I build on a character, and he, the director helps me to build on the character, and I go up there and do it, uh, hopefully, uh, to entertain an audience. And that's it. Actors have a favorite playwright, yours? Well, I'd, I'd say Peter Schaefer, who, who wrote Amadeus. Uh, I, I liked because him very Amadeus? much. Because he displayed all the emotions from a, a cranky little child who had this gift from God, according to his rival Salieri. And from there, it went into uh, poverty and pathos, and he died uh, in poverty. So it displayed all the emotions. 
and it had lovely Mozart music. So that's what I liked about it. That gives me a nice segue to my next question. What do you think about song lyrics? Lyrics of a song? Oh, gosh. You know, the, the other thing about me not being a theater person is that I can't sing and I can't dance. I can just go up on stage and make a fool of myself. So song lyrics, my goodness. I wouldn't remember any song lyrics. But surely you've sung at parties, you know, like the Beatles. Hey Jude, I want to hold your hand. Uh, Fool of the Hill. Yeah, well, not very well. Uh, I, don't want to, I don't want people to laugh at me while I'm singing. I know uh, musicians who, you know, I sang once at my wedding and in church. And I had one verse to sing. And I had to practice one month for it. And I think I did a fairly good job of it, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know what the musicians would say. And what song was that? It was the Song of Ruth. Okay, don't be ruthless, sing. Wherever you go, I will go. And there shall I... Oh, I've got it wrong. Once more, with feeling. You, you can play the guitar while I'm singing. Oh, sure. Okay, sec. Wherever you die, I will die. And there shall I be buried beside you. We shall be together forever. And your love will be my love too. Now, if you had tried to marry me with that song, I'd have dumped your ass at the altar. <laughs> so now that audiences are back in theaters, when do we see you back up on stage? Any plays? I don't know. No, no one's asked me to be on stage. I have to wait for some brilliant director to ask for me to do a nice, nice play. That sounds reasonable. All right, if any brilliant director is listening, you know whom to call. There, folks, there we have it. He's not a dairy farmer. He's not an electronics engineer. He's not a reader of books. <laughs> he's not a literary guy. Come on, get he it is. right. He's the real nowhere man, to quote John Lennon, or was it the other guy? <laughs> okay, let's find a skill to which he will admit. Tuffy, didn't you once challenge and defeat a middle-aged woman, a tourist, at arm wrestling at Koshi's? I'm the undefeated world champion of arm wrestling of all the women in Koshi's. <laughs> totally amazing. Darius Taraporwala, Tuffy, electronics engineer, dairy farmer, mushroom grower, actor, newsman, dancer, singer, lover, and cotton candy class arm wrestler. <laughs> that was fun. Tuffy Taraporwala, the last of the Renaissance men, I guess. Okay, now it's time for What Was That Word? And now, to help me with it, is my co-host. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Pranati. You can call me P. That's P with an A, not another E. P with an A. <laughs> Hello, P with an A. What's the word today? <laughs> the word today that Tuffy said was duffer. It's not a word you've heard in decades. All right. It's good that you picked up on that word because, you know, 
Duffer is a fairly common word, right? Yes, of course. And what do you think it just means? We know what it means. It means idiotic. Right. Right. Like, like a dimble. Like someone who doesn't do well in class and, and so on. Generally a, a slow. Yeah. Well, it means all of those things. And we know that duffer to mean something. But before I jump into the background of the word, let's see what duffer means. All right. So f- somebody who bungles something is a duffer. Mm-hmm. So one dictionary has it as an incompetent or stupid person. For example, he is a complete duffer at languages. All right. So it might be. So, but that's supposed to be an incompetent person. <laughs> but in Australia and New Zealand, they use the word duffer to refer to an unproductive mine. You know, like a coal mine that doesn't have any more coal in it. So according to Collins Dictionary, it says it's a countable noun. If you describe someone as a duffer, you mean that they're very bad at doing something. For example, uh, a clod, a blunderer, a booby. All these are British words. Here are some other meanings of the word duffer. We got the Australian one, which means a mind that proves unproductive. Another old Australian word was a duffer was a person who stole cattle. Hmm. You know, that'd be quite confusing when the guy came home and said, oh, I went to a duffer. And the wife says, but you're not a coal miner. And the guy says, no, but I'm, I ran into a guy who stole our cattle. And she says, oh, really, I'm glad you didn't go to the mine. And then he says, but we don't have any more cattle. <laughs> it also means mm-hmm. a peddler or a hawker. It also means counterfeit goods, like something that's artificial or counterfeit. So if you were to compliment your friend and say, oh, what an what a authentic uh, gold necklace with inset diamonds that is. And she says, nah, fool you, it's a duffer. <laughs> She's not referring to her boyfriend. She's referring to the necklace, just in case you can do a moment of confusion, mm-hmm. or something completely worthless, right? And so it also means a peddler of counterfeit goods is a duffer. So the goods and the person selling the goods are both duffers. Like a peddler of cheap trinkets, for example, or somebody who's counterfeit. Now, it also means someone who is ineffectual or dawdling, you know, like a bumbling guy, ineffectual guy, somebody without spirit, a spiritless person. But it also means Mm. an unskilled golfer. So someone who's not good at golf, like Lion Woods, (laughs) for example, is is a duffer all right so that's how that's how it is by the way one more word indecisive duffer also means indecisive yeah it's kind of i think they use it to span a whole bunch of things that you'd be a little upset by but anyway so there it is okay all this is very well but what's the etymology where did the word come from ah interesting all right so to do this i go online of course and i found that This is from a mid-19th century. All this is from the mid-19th century. It means, it comes from the Scots, Daufart. Daufart shall pass? No, 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 not not, not thou shall. No, it's not thou shall fart. (laughs) It's not a license for someone to pass gas, all right? It's D-O-W-F-A-R-T. And what does that mean? What does Dow mean? 
I'll tell you what it doesn't mean, what a Dow fart doesn't mean. It's it's not a root sound that the stock market makes when it's tanking, all right? <laughs> womp womp. All right. A Dow fart is just a Scots word to mean stupid person. All right. That's that's the etymology of it. And um, you might ask me, where did Dow fart come from? Okay, where did Dow fart come from? I thought you'd never ask. Okay, <laughs> Dow fart comes from the old Norse of Dauf or Doof, which literally means death. So back in the days when, you know, things weren't so PC because they still used quills. So <laughs> when uh, during those days, deaf people were known as Dauf people or Doof people. And you know how it was back then when things weren't, people weren't that sensitive. You'd yell at deaf people and you thought that they couldn't understand something because you were yelling at them. They just couldn't hear. They were just hard of hearing, not stupid. But then people thought that they were stupid back then and used to call them doofs. You know, that's that first, we still use the word doof like you we say. We still He's a use doof. the word and you wouldn't think it was an early 19th century word. We refer to people as doofballs. Exactly, doofball, there you go, exactly, doofball. So what the old Norse people did was they added an R at the end of doof or doof. I'm not sure which way it's pronounced, but let's say doof or dove, whatever. They put an R, which was a pejorative suffix. So while a doof was someone hard of hearing, a doofer was an idiot. So here's the, here's the thing. Dig into a word like duffer and it goes back to Old Norse and duffer. Back then they called them a doofer or a duffer and today we call them a duffer. And it has so many other meanings. It's, it's hideously interesting. That's yeah. interesting, yeah. And now duffer means someone who's stupid, incompetent, but wait a minute, didn't Duffy refer to his schoolmates as that? <laughs> what, what, what's, a, what's a phrase that he used? What's a phrase that he used to describe? They call themselves Dosco Duffers. I don't think they call themselves that. I think others call them that. Because if, <laughs> if they call themselves that, I don't know. Maybe it was the name of their cricket team or their or their or their tenicoid team. I'm not sure. What that was. <laughs> All right, the 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 Dune School lacrosse. 11, the Dosco Duffers. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I certainly hope it wasn't the name of their math club or their debating society. <laughs> Which means that Tuffy pretty much just said his old schoolmates were uh, deaf, stupid, counterfeit. Indecisive. Bumbling. They were, and over and above everything else, they were rather unproductive minds, I guess. Well, with this endorsement, they should have no trouble getting next year's admissions underway. <laughs> so I'll tell you what I put this down to you and me going on about doing school like this. Jealousy? Uh, possibly. We will leave the word envy and jealousy for another day, but I'd love to go into the etymology <laughs> of jealousy and envy. I'll tell you what it is. It's Tuffy referring to himself proudly as a Dosco Duffer. That's what's, that's what's making us jealous. <laughs> I would never refer to my school and call myself a such and such a school Duffer. You know why? Because people would believe people it. People would believe it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, P. Thanks for being there. That's today's What's the Word. 
If you have a word or a phrase and you are curious or confused about its etymology, usage, correctness, send us a message. And we would love to have you on the show and discuss it live with you on the air. The Literary City at Explosity.com or simply TLC at Explosity.com. The Facebook group, Bangalore Literary Society or Instagram, Explosity BLR. You can send us a message, slide into our DMs, whatever you like. And if your question is selected, we'll call you. While it's great fun to be educated and be able to discuss words and phrases and their nuances and their meanings, in this year of 2022, Happy New Year, by the way, let's spare a thought for the many children who would love to have the same opportunity to be educated and become thriving, contributing members of society. Many of them simply don't get an education. But the good thing is, there are many organizations who strive to bring them the education they deserve. And one of them is the Association for the Physically Disabled, or APD. It's located in Bangalore, and they do wonderful work. For years, they've run a school bringing education to little children. And as always, they could do with some help. So we ask that you find it in your heart to head to APD hyphen india.org or apd-india.org and make a donation, whatever you like. All the information is there on their website. And as Explosity, we have supported them for many, many years and we know the wonderful work that they do. And we're going to have so much fun in 2022. To find out what we do, join the Facebook group, Bangalore Literary Society. Doesn't matter if you're not from Bangalore. Just join the group. It's going to be fun. Okay, that's our show. I'm Ramji Chandran. Thank you so much for listening. 